From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so We are in a position of decline, the likes of which this country has never seen. And all anybody wants to talk about is if Trump's going to be arrested. It's all that's on the news, rather than the actual policies that are destroying the peace and tranquility of our life. And not to mention our dollar. A friend of mine called, he said, can you believe the market's up? It's up because of two reasons, and only two reasons. Number one, they realize we're dumber than we were in 2008. And we understand when Hank Paulson first lied to us, we don't, we don't remember the words he said and how similar they are today. Only this time there's a transgendering Hank Paulson. How concerned are you about commercial banks? And, and what reassurance can you offer the American people who may be concerned about your savings account, the checking account? Well, I, I've got to say our, our, our banking system is a safe and a sound one. And There's Hank Paulson. Now here he is with big hips and a wig. I can reassure the members of the committee that our banking system is sound. Oh, I don't know, man hands. I like it better from Hank Paulson. Since the days when we've had federal deposit insurance in place, we haven't had a depositor who's got less than $100,000 in an account lose a penny. See, and due to inflation, that's now 250000 And the reason the market's rallying is one of only two reasons. Either they are aware that we're dumber than we were when Hank Paulson said it to us, because how could you believe manhands Janet Yellen? Or they're going to let us, we're going to let them pump up the bubble again. And that's what's expected. It's the only reason. There is no base growth in any stock. Or the other number two reason, which is even more diabolical, that those stocks are a mere reflection of the weakness in our dollar. And that is what's being celebrated in Moscow today. That's what Rutin Tutin Putin and Xi Jinping knows. Aside from that, Xi Jinping also knows he paid these political whores to betray their nation. He paid and owns them through his network of spies and corruption. And he understands that the policies that come out of the White House will be the same ones that have come out for the last two years. Exactly the policies Xi Jinping and Rutin Tutin Putin needed to come out. Because we've never been weaker, and they've never been stronger. The United States is in a period of great national decline. But fear not, we will make America great again. It will happen. And the ray of hope that the American people have will be prosecuted. Because he's really being persecuted for not representing the mafia instead of representing the people. And it's funny to watch the excuses of the greatest punchline this country ever had as a politician back when he was a moron senator from a tax haven corrupt state of Delaware. Joe Robinette Biden, the dimwit in chief. Where is he? Let's get some Joe Biden. Where is he? You know, the Persian culture is amazing as a student of the Persian culture. Student of the... Listen, because you, 
you ate hummus off your wife's ass back when you could remember your address doesn't make you a student of the Persian culture, moron. You're not a student of anything. In fact, can you tell us what the American culture is, you political whore? See, that's why they gave you $3 million. That's why they gave your son $1.5 billion. That's why the Moscow mayor bribed the crack smoker. You are their asset, and you're delivering. We're just living in it. And what happens when they ask a Chicago Democrat? What happens when they ask a true La Cosa Nostra with the buttery hands and the big fat-ass wife lobbyist and the dimwit son and the dimwit nephew is lobbyist? What happens when they ask little Dick Durbin? Uh, there's a fixation on the Biden family uh, by many Republican leaders, uh, and uh, I think there are other issues that are uh, more relevant and important in the lives of ordinary Americans. It's almost a gift how he can never change the tone of his voice. See, but maybe there should be a fixation on the Durbin family. Oh, yes, you and that cottage cheesemaker you call a wife. I want to know how she's a lobbyist for Naperville, and Naperville gets all the federal money. I want to know about your dimwit son and your dimwit nephew. Maybe we should have a focus on all the families of politicians that are lobbyists. All of them in a bipartisan fashion. Throw the Republicans in there, too, because something is clearly happening here. And I know what it is. My country is the victim of saboteurs who pose themselves as politicians, who pose themselves as bureaucrats, who pose themselves as tipsters. Does anybody remember Vinman? You remember that soft-looking pansy of a man who was the link between Russia collusion and Donald Trump? You remember Vinman. Where is he? Where is he when he testifies, that stupid lying bastard? Where is he? Mr. Vindman, you testified in your deposition that you did not know the whistleblower. Uh, rank member, it's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, please. Uh, oh, it's Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, please. Uh-huh. Le- Lieutenant Colonel Vindman, you testified in the deposition that you did not know who the whistleblower was. Or is. I do not know who the whistleblower is. That is well, How is it possible for you to name these people and then... Out the whistleblower. Per the advice of my counsel, I've, I've been advised not to answer qu- specific questions about members of the. Because you were a liar. You absolutely lied, and your testimony was evidence to impeach a president that didn't deserve it. Well, one that should have been impeached the day after he stole the office is still ruining my country, telling stories about liking hummus off his wife's ass, calling himself a Persian student. student. And in the meantime, it's all based on lies. And then, now that we're looking in the families, there's something very interesting about the Vinmans. Did you know, Squirrel? He has a twin brother, and I think it's identical. So apparently there's two people, that ugly, that soft, that effeminate looking, pretending to be masculine. And I remember when Vinman was talking about Ukraine, all the time Ukraine. Some viewers of Fox News, that, that interview that we just took a clip of, of Donald Trump, that was a Sean Hannity interview. And if you were watching that on Hannity's show, you didn't hear that part. In fact, they cut that part out. They, they left out the part where Donald Trump says that the negotiation he would have come to, because he always thinks there's a deal to be made, would be to give some of that Russian-speaking part of Ukraine back to Russia. That's the underlying principle Russia has. Russia goes in... Now, this is to, this is to discuss why we didn't care about the, Russia, the Ukrainian civil war, where at least 21,000 women and children were murdered by their government because they spoke Russian. And I was watching this over the weekend, and it got me to think, 
into countries where there are Russian speakers and says, you're Russian speakers, so this must be Russia. That's why the Baltics uh, continue to, to, to press back on Russia. It's what happened to Poland in, in World War II. In fact, you and your family are Russian speaking of Ukrainian descent. What? What? You mean the tipster for the impeachment of a president is from, he's from Ukraine and he speaks Russian? Huh. That's something, isn't it, Squirrel? Isn't that something? For Putin and the SVR, Russia's successor to the KGB, the Cold War wasn't over. And in April 2010, even as Obama and Medvedev were speaking of a new era in East-West relations, the FBI had been passed information of a sinister Russian plot, which would shock America to its core. The FBI's focus was on a young and seemingly entirely ordinary American couple. Cynthia and Richard Murphy of Montclair, New Jersey. Cynthia Murphy was the family's breadwinner, working in finance in upstate New York. Richard Murphy was a stay-at-home dad, looking after their two young daughters. But for some reason, that clip is cut off. But for some reason, what that, what that clip goes on from the Smithsonian documentary, they were Russian spies. And there are more here that have been since the Cold War. Everybody remembers the Americans. Remember, Squirrel? And then there's Vinman, the Russian-speaking Ukrainian, who becomes the tipster for what we now know was completely made up. But what else goes with making it up is the cover-up between the now-sitting president and those former Soviets. The first chart here shows a bank record showing a $1 million wire transfer into the account of Hudson West three. One million, three million, six million, eight million. And what happens? What happens? What do we do? To convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev. And, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor. And they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." They said, "You have no authority. You're not the president." The president said, "I said call him." That's impeachable, right there. He admits to his corruption to protect his infrastructure of bribery. Joe Biden is an asset of the corrupt oligarchs in Russia, in Ukraine, and the Chinese Communist Party, and we impeached a president based on a tip from a Ukrainian citizen who somehow managed to work his way up to lieutenant colonel. Period of time in there between when I spoke to him and when he circled back around. It wasn't that long a period of time, but it was enough time for me to... Enough time to go to talk to someone that you won't tell us who it is, right? I've been instructed not to, um, Representative Jordan. Well, here's what I'm getting. The lawyer told you don't talk to any other people, and you interpret that as not talking to your boss, but... You talk to your brother, you talk to the lawyers, you talk to Secretary Kent, and you talk to the one guy Adam Schiff won't tell you, won't let us, uh, won't let you tell uh, us who he is. Is that right? Representative- and then you remember the Ken Burns documentary, the Ken Burns documentary that alluded that Donald Trump was getting whizzed on by hookers 
and everything else, the scandal, all built on lies. You remember Ken Burns. Well, Ken Burns also remembers the Vinman twins. We came she from Kiev. And then we went to... Our mother died, so we went to Italy. And then we came here. But listen to the little kid, Squirrel. One says Kiev, the other says Moscow. We came she from, from Kiev. Huh. I think I know what's going on. The only reason this country's in the predicament it is is because 537 political whores managed to tip it over. The corruption that is systemic in this country is in all the bureaucracies. And in the meantime, we're merely the victims who constantly bail it out. So whether it's Hank Paulson... What blame should the Bush administration take for the current economic situation in the United States? And have you been asleep at the switch and ineffective? No, I, I, I would say this. I'm playing the hand that was dealt me. Oh, it's always the same thing. How about you, Manhands? What do you have to say for yourself? I can reassure the members of the committee that our banking system is sound. And Yeah. The market didn't rally because anybody's making money. It rallied because it knows that we're going to buy this same bull dung again. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Starting to come into focus a little bit, huh? Market rallies 300-plus points because the banking system is collapsing? The cr- and, and we're not even talking about the commercial banks? Talks over rescuing Credit Suisse rolled into Sunday as UBS sought $6 billion from the Swiss government to cover costs. If it were By the way, buy- Squirrel, when bankers are meeting on Sunday, that's red alert. That's Lehman Brothers stuff. That's chaos. And what they're telling us, that's not even the nose under the camel. Boy, am I the only one thinking of Kamala Harris? By its struggling rival. That's according to a source with knowledge of the talks. Authorities are scrambling to resolve a crisis of confidence in 167-year-old Credit Suisse. It's the most global... Now, Trump didn't do that. What was his crime? He paid a whore with his money? He should have had the Chinese government do it. He, he, he would have definitely been re-elected. They'd even help, to, help him to steal the election, like they did this idiot who's destroying my country, the traitor-in-chief. Jill and Moni... Hi, Sean. How are you? Good, Jill. How are you? I'm good. I wanted to tell you I love your show, and I love my T-shirt. Oh, Jill, anytime. Thank you very much for listening and calling. You're, I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Thank you. I've been on the road listening, and uh, Mr. Gorsuch had a, somebody on the radio who said that, why not Trump run for president and DeSantis run for... Jill, um, all of this talk of the next election assumes you have faith in the election system. I do not. I'm not even interested in, the, in playing the what-if game because the way I see it, 81 million Americans did not vote for Joe Biden. They stole the election. What would prevent them from stealing the next? Am I supposed to just sit by and wait? I want to divorce them. There's 66 million Americans that support a national divorce. We have the technology. I want out of all of your systems, your Social Security, the rest of it. I want to go my own way. The Democrats make me sick and feel dirty. What do you think of that? Absolutely. They make me sick, feel dirty, and want to throw up because I can't stand listening to all those lies. 
There's 66 million and two of us. You come with me, Jill. Thank you very much for calling. Cream Puff Jim, he likes the Democrat side because the food is free. Isn't that right, Chubby? I, I wish I wish I could get a couple of those mug shots from Trump. Those are going to go for a bundle. Oh. The hustlers down at the hustlers down on um, uh, Times Square to sell the Broadway tickets. If they yeah. get a stick at all, a stack at all, you those. got a better chance of getting the mug shots from Burke. That shanty gypsy. Because that, that low-life scumbag's never going to sit on a wood bench. And you know who else you got? You got Mike Madigan. You could see if he's sitting on the bench because his feet will be dangling. Do you ever Michael, miss going to those offices and getting raises for nothing? I tell you, Mike Madigan they kept this state Democrat. He could bet when all is said and done, yeah. he was probably the most successful politician in Illinois history. There's if no success is it. your idea of getting carjacked, robbed, and raped, then congratulations, you're living in utopia. Now wallow in it. Uh, Tom in Aurora, that's the kind of success you could keep on your own. What do you think, Tom? You want to be successful like the sewer of Chicago? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sometimes you're so far behind you think you're in the lead. That's called a Chicago Democrat. Yeah, I can't stand cream puff, Jim. I don't even know why you pick up on it, Salt. Ah, anyway, there's some about him I like. Story. Yeah. In case but, I open a beef uh, stand, I'm going to need him. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what I wanted to mention was uh, Victoria Nuland is also from Ukraine. In fact, um, so is J.B. Pritzker. He's of Ukrainian descent. But Victoria Nuland, it's kind of funny. They always try to change uh, uh, her history on uh, Wikipedia yeah. to make it seem to, they change it to Eastern European, but she's actually from Ukrainian descent. So I don't well, know. You know how many good like people? I have a very good friend of mine. There. You know why I'm so so familiar with this? I have a very good friend of mine whose ancestors trace back to Ukraine. They're Russians during the Soviet Union. And I'm fully aware of exactly the chaos and, and the hatred that's been going on for hundreds of years between those Soviet Union districts. My point is, I don't give a rip. It's all corrupt. They're all the same. But the people always suffer. And nobody cared about the tens of thousands that were murdered by their government. They're, they're corrupt oligarchs. Whether they're Ukrainian or Russian, it's chaos. And this yeah. idea that we are funding who clearly is the worse of the two, worse, was Ihor Kolomoisky and the Azovs and the Tornadoes who trace right back to Stefan Bandera and they wallow in it. And we're now funding that? I'm sorry. That's outrageous, and it's a disrespect to everything this country stands for. We're funding Nazis. It's terrible. Thank you very much. Oh, don't say it. Just be quiet and it'll go away. Poppycock. I don't like Nazis. You like Nazi squirrel? I don't like them. The Prime Minister of Finland, Sanna Marin, has been slammed online for attending the funeral of the leader of the infamous right sector terrorist and ultra-nationalist movement in the Ukraine. Azovs. History repeats itself. Finns with Nazis once again. Nazis at the Nazis' funeral. Marin Sanna, it all adds up. Finland doesn't mind Nazism, so I doubt she'd care, even if someone told her. Ukraine's President Zelensky and the Finnish Prime Minister Sanna Marin both joined the funeral in the country's capital. Thousands converged on the city's main square Friday last week, ultimately praising the commander as a hero. Now, uh, Western media also covered the story, calling him a fallen hero despite his very questionable past. Nicknamed Da Vinci, he joined the ultra-nationalist movement at age 18 during the 20, uh, excuse me, during the uh, Maidan coup in Kiev. After that, he joined the fight against those in Donbass. 
For his extreme cruelty on the battlefield, he was initially named Chikatilo after an infamous serial killer. And in a no- notorious interview, Kotzebilo joked that he fed his pet wolf the bones of Russian-speaking children. Will it? Now, were we putting the weapons in his hand? Were we putting the uniform on his back? Was he killing people with our bullets? The answer is yes to all three. And that's a disgrace to the memories of Americans that died fighting Nazis. It's a disgrace. But that's what Joe Biden and the Democrats are. A disgrace. I don't want to win the next election. I want a divorce. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. It's interesting. How do we get to the position we are in this country? How did the country go from the Enlightenment, unalienable rights, individual freedom and liberty? to a collectivist, top-down, corrupt, socialist society? How did it happen? And the answer is school. What you see in the sewer of Chicago, the formerly great city of Chicago, the chaos and the mayhem, and that's a product of the school. So if you don't fix the school, if you don't help the kids understand what the Enlightenment is and what the actual philosophy of America is, then you will lose it. We've already lost it. There are some good people out there that are trying to do it at the school level. Although I am a proponent for homeschooling, I also recognize we are paying absorbent taxes for the golden goose of corruption in the public school system. So, to to quote John Birch Society, that's how you fix things. Katie Baldassano is running for school board of Barrington School District 200 with two other candidates, Leonard Munson and Matt Sharif. Oh, did I say 200? I meant 220. Excuse me. Katie, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Katie, I'm interested in your viewpoint because I see you have a master's degree in educational leadership with a bachelor's in early education, childhood education. There was a time in this country when when colleges used to chant better dead than red prior to World War II. Colleges have now become bastions of communism, bastions of Marxism, and more importantly, a form of collectivism they think this time will work. Is this something that can be fixed, in your opinion? You know, I think it can be some. It is something that can be fixed. And I don't think I would stay in public education and I wouldn't be running for school board if I didn't. We have to believe that we can fix it if we get the right people on these school boards and holding our leadership accountable to right the ship. I have to believe we can fix it. So when you, uh, what was the breaking, see, I'll tell you the breaking point for me was many, many, many years ago. But what solidified my opinion and my choice was what I saw at the Francis J. Parker School in Chicago Mm -hmm. with the dean who was creepy, freakish, and proud that he was talking to children about deviant acts of grossness. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that's when I said, you know, I, I, my kids are a little older, but I will have grandkids and they will be raised outside of that system. What what was the cherry on the Sunday for you? Oh, gosh, I think the cherry on the Sunday was these endless school closures that 
especially our district in Barrington, we stayed closed much longer than many others. And the forced masking of these kids, these young learners, that they denied them seeing the faces of other students and their teacher, that, as an early childhood professional, that is unacceptable. We have, we have impacted our youngest students in, in ways that we, it'll be years before we know the outcome. But the, the most fundamental learning for their ability to read and write happens in those early grades. I had a kindergartner who learned on Zoom for much of his kindergarten year on an iPad. And now, thankfully, he's doing great, but it is an injustice to our students to deny them an education that meets their needs. And that, that was really what got me really to get invigorated and involved with my community here. And it's been amazing to find so many like-minded people who we've, you know, we've pulled our resources, we've pulled our ideas because we want to make sure the Barrington schools have students that can read and write and do math as the number one outcome that they have to, we're paying exorbitant amount of tax. Oh, it's insane. And, and we are, you know, our, our property values are down and our taxes are up and our test scores are down, our enrollment's down. But so it's like, what are we getting for the money? So that is that was the tipping point for me. And it's been an amazing journey to meet so many like minded people that really just want to make a positive impact on our community and, and write the ship. It's funny to me. Um, people got caught up in the in the reaction. They got caught up in the let's do what's best for everybody. The needs of the many and the needs outweigh the needs of the one and all the bulldog. But what it really did, in my opinion, is it taught an entire generation, if not multi-generations, how to be subservient. It was the grooming for slavery, where government dictates your movement and your actions. So out of spite, as an example to my kids who were older, I said, we're not taking this. Get it? Get. I don't care. I'm going to leave it. Too bad. We're going. And I think that that was the reaction that a lot of Americans had. When you, oh, yeah. see, when you see what happened yeah. in Illinois, are you fearful that what was left behind are those willing serfs? You know, that, I mean, it is a great point. We have a, we have a local Catholic school here in Barrington that was open and, and filled to capacity, waiting list, because people with means pulled their kids out. So you're right. That, that's a concern. Is, is there, are the people left? want to just keep living in fear and keep letting the government, letting the school take care of them. I, I mean, I don't know. I have to believe, though, that the quieter voices will will step up and will vote. The, the loud voices are, are so loud and so negative and so fear based. And I, I just think so many of the people that are hardworking people that believe in our community, they're just busy working. They don't have time to be blasting on social media and complaining. They just want their kids to get a good education and go on to the next step instead of wasting all the time on creating people that are scared. And that's what I feel like the two incumbents, that's what they want. They're, they are campaigning on a campaign of fear. How can we capitalize on the fear of COVID, the fear of everything, and, and drive people to vote based on fear? It's insanity to me that that is how people make decisions based on fear. When you could make it based on hope and possibility, why wouldn't you want to vote on hope and positive energy? I don't understand it. 
Yeah, you just described the the, the mindset of citizens that destroyed every great former nation, whether it was yep. Russia before the yep. Soviet Union or Venezuela or Cuba. You just yep. described the mindset of the cult of safety. So I hope to God you win. Where can my people go to support you? So we um, are on socials at d220.boe.slate on Instagram and Facebook. We also um, have a website through our um, our pack that we're working with that we're pulling our resources through. That's suburbanactionpack.com. And we are supporting um, the three candidates for school board, Katie Baldassano, Leonard Munson, Matt Sheriff. And we also are supporting three candidates for library board um, in our community, which has kind of become a place where there's been some unrest also. So Chase Heidner, Kelly Dittman, and Kristen Cunningham are running for seats on our Barrington Library. Optimism is something that all people, all successful people have, and I know you're optimistic, and so am I. (laughs) Uh, However, I'm also a realist. So hope for the best, prepare for the worst. What happens if you, right. get, uh, if, you, if you don't get the V? What are you going to do? Ooh, me personally, what am I going to do? I, I'm probably going to be looking at having my kids either go to private school. I'm not sure I can homeschool because I do love the current job I have. But we would be looking at other options. We would. Yep, would. They, they need more. They deserve Good. more. That's, so, that's what I think the only answer is because life is an individual yep. sport and you have to do what's best for yep. your individual kids. I really appreciate yep. you coming on and I really appreciate you putting the fight forward as I do your other two candidates. Um, I wish you the best of luck. You let me know if I can help either you or Leonard Munson or Matt Sheriff. Let me know what I can do. All right? Awesome. Thank you for helping us get the word out. We appreciate it. Thank you, Katie. Katie, good luck to you. Okay. Thank you. Uh, all right. Bye-bye. We'll be back with the rest of your calls after this. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560, the answer. To me, the craziest thing is that you're supposed to just forget what happened in 2020. Just trust me. I remember back in uh, my old neighborhood, the idea that they lock the doors and you're supposed to trust the outcome. These are the most pathological liars in our society. They, they give us the outcome. Ah, don't worry, he won. What is this, 1927? I want to see it. I want proof. And what happens to the questions? Oh, we had to burn the ballots. No, no, no. This reminds me, Squirrel, there's an old movie. I love film. You know that. Uh, the guy... For the Married Man, I think it's called. 1967, Walter Matthau. Well, Joey Bishop is in the movie. And there's a funny scene. His wife walks in, catches him in bed with another woman. And this is how the Democrats answer questions about voter fraud. (coughs) Now, he just gets up. Charlie! The wife... What? What are you doing? Where? There, with her! Who? Democrats. But Charlie, 
What? Aren't you even ashamed of yourself? Why? Because of... That's how you get away with it. Charlie? What? What would you like for dinner? Deny, deny, deny. And that's what they want us to do. Who's going to be the next candidate? I really don't give a rip. Fix the damn system that cheated us, you rat bastard. How else did we end up with this asset of enemies, foreign and domestic? Not to mention he's on a changing table right now. Greg Rogers Park. Hey, Sean. Sean, I got a question for you. Um, I've heard that in some states that the state regulates some of the banks and that they back them. Here in Illinois, I don't know what our system is. You probably you know a lot more than I do. With with this idiot governor, governor, could we be having banks in Illinois that are about ready to go uh, belly up? And should we be concerned about that? Or here in Chicago? Yes, of course you should. First of all, the entire banking system is has been nationalized. Secondly, the FDIC, they pretend is insurance for us. That's not the scam. The Federal Reserve guarantees all of it. So there's a built-out, I mean, there's a bailout built in. It's not like it used to be when Hank Paulson had to sell it to the American people. Brian and Gurney. Hey, Sean, you're dead on about the elections uh, and, and the voting uh, uh, laws out there. With um, Mark Elias and his associate of lawyers, there's not a... There's not a a person on the Republican side who has any guts out there to s- stick up for our side and go against this guy to change the voting laws. Yeah. When we had this guy well, in, I don't, I go just by wanna, 81. I just want to secure him. I just want to secure him. And here's the thing, Brian. When you vote in a well-run state, you walk in, I, I want to see your driver's license. Did you know the other thing they right. have here in, in Florida? They have the sheriff police there. So that when criminals show up and they, they have a warrant out, they arrest them. Oh, did you vote? Okay, now you get arrested, too. That would solve everything. Of course, it would destroy the Democrat mafia because you and I both know the fact. The fact is Joe Biden is illegitimate. He didn't win. They shut the system down for four hours. They knew exactly where they had to come up with numbers, and they did. And they've been doing this in their elections in their mafia towns for decades. They know exactly how to work the system. And uh, that's why we need a divorce. Jim in Crown Point, Indiana. Hey, Sean, if memory serves correct, Vinman has uh, dual citizenship in Ukraine, and he was offered the uh, generalship of the armies over there. What was going on in Ukraine under the Barack Obama regime was that the the Ukrainian oligarch-run government was killing its people. Instead of us coming to the defense of the people, we took advantage of that chaos, and we had war profiteers like Joe Biden and the Democrats. George Soros was very financially invested in Ukraine, as everyone else is. That's why that clip I play of Joe Biden guaranteeing the loans, those loans were to the oligarchs. We underwrit, underwrote the oligarchs. That's our fracking money. And that's why they hired his crack-smoking son to pretend to be on a board. I'm so sick of this pay-to-play system that is open, and you're going to indict or you're going to arrest, and you want me to believe that Trump should be in I mean, come on. It's just sickening. It's like dealing with those. It's like dealing with that movie. Deny, deny, deny. I caught you in bed with the girl, you moron. Just keep denying it. Before you know it, we're asking them what they want for dinner. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... 
With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Washington, D.C., Caligula for nerds. There's no recession. It's recession-proof. K Street never, ever is vacant. It thrives as Main Street is boarded up. How did 537 political whores manage to take my beautiful country and turn it into a quasi-collectivist oligarch socialism? How? Because we let them participate in this duopoly of corruption. The lesser of two evils. Ooh, I'm a Republican. Oh, I'm a Democrat. You're a pigeon who's been voting for your, your masters. And this is the destination. We were warned of it in a book called The Road to Serfdom. We're here. How do we get out? By supporting individuals, not parties. My next guest understands that, and he's doing something about it. He created a website called Representing Me. I believe he came to this point because he fought for those principles that have been bastardized by politicians. His name is Todd McNutt. Todd, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Sean. Todd, I'm aggravated. I am aggravated because this beat goes on, and we are involved in chaos and corruption, the likes of which I don't think our ancestors ever thought would happen here. I agree. I agree. I don't I don't think our ancestors... There are a lot of things when you look at the Bill of Rights and the Constitution that they did right, but I don't think they ever thought it would go this bad. And the idea that we are at this destination, we are in this this predicament because a Republican sat us here after September 11th. I mean, isn't this just the natural evolution of George Bush's oligarch society that he was couldn't wait to implement? So, you know, all in the name of safety, of course. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look at Real ID. The bill was so bad and nobody would vote for it. They couldn't get it out of they couldn't get it out of the uh, the, the the conference, the 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 they wrote it and they couldn't get out of conference out on the floor to, to debate it. They had to attach it as a writer on a midnight bill for George to sign so that uh, they could pay the military. That's the only way they got it to be a law. And this was, you know, listen, obviously they didn't read bills for decades. I mean, if you look at these scoundrels, this this generation of incompetence and corruption represented by the dimwit and diapers who's pretending to be president. Now, if you look at these scallywags <laughs> from the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, they're obviously idiots that didn't read the bill. Those bills Correct. were written by the beneficiaries of policy. It, we, we, have, we are passing bills and laws that are thousands of pages written by lawyers spawning tens of thousands of, of other pages. This isn't how our government was ever supposed to operate. And the only reason we got here is because of this duopoly. And to pretend that these Republicans are the good guys, I don't ever do this. I am not a party voter, and I am not a Republican. So I need to know who represents me, who understands those principles of Americanism. And the way I see it, we got about 10% of the elected politicians that do, maybe. Isn't the only way to fix it by throwing out this party and going specifically for candidates and none of this one-ticket voting bulldog? Absolutely. And that's, so, as, you're, as you're saying, that's the reason we did representing me. Representing me, because it doesn't matter left or right. Everybody's skewing. 
everybody is interpreting what the politicians say to the, the left or the right. Nobody's just saying what they said. Nobody's letting them speak. You get in social media and it's clouded with a fog of 100,000 people giving their opinions pro and con because they don't like the person. It has nothing to do with what they said. So we've designed representing me so that they can post on there and you can go see what they said in their voice, in their voice inflection with their face. But then we took away the delete button. So if they say it, they own it. Love that. None of this. I deleted it. I hid what I, I love that. I love that. And how's it going? What's it look like? Um, right now we're getting a little resistance. The, 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 the government, to be honest with you, the politicians don't want to be on it. They don't want to be held that accountable. Uh, we've got some that do, but they're, it's, it's a, a, which came first thing. They're wanting to see traffic on the site, but there's no traffic on the site because there's no one on the site. So we're working with a couple of people to put together a trip for me to go out to DC and we're going to go around and show all the social media directors for the politicians how to get on it, how to use it, and start going that direction from it to kind of. Todd, I gotta on. put you. In, I gotta put you in touch with American Eagle. They're phenomenal web creators, phenomenal people, and they're they're wonderful people. I'm gonna I'm gonna awesome. I'm gonna send you some of their contact information because you know this is exactly what we need in this country. And it's yeah. as I'm reading your bio, I see you wrote uh, a book, Other People's Secrets. And yeah. I also see you were in the Navy. And, you know, when I do my show, you're going to think it's cra- I'm crazy. And I understand. I had a cousin that was killed in Vietnam that I never met. He was killed the year that I was born. And this, this guy, I can't wait to meet him. But he affects my entire life because his mother was like my mother. And I saw what that did. And I, I got involved in it, in the whole thing of Vietnam. And I saw how the government manipulated, lied profited and continues to lie to this day and then i started to look at all of the history and you realize that it's the corrupt cowards that control the brave ideologues those men who believe in the principles and they sign up and they give a part of their life and some of them never come home some of them have their life affected forever and they come back to america and we're a corrupt east european oligarch run society like they were told they were fighting it's despicable to me and has, something has to be done to break apart this corrupt duopoly. Something has to be done because we were never supposed to be locked in to these two whores who their money is tax-free. They write the laws. They navigate. They never worked a day in their miserable existence. They're two-bit scumbag lawyers, and they all retire worth tens of millions. It has to come to an end. It does. It has to. One, one thing right now, I'm catching a lot of flack for it over the weekend when I've been saying it, but uh, one of the big questions I've got is I'm raising the question, why is TikTok really being banned? It isn't because they're a national security threat. It isn't because of their, 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 their owned by the Chinese government. Good God, 90% of the cell phones in this country are manufactured in China. If yeah. they wanted to track us and get data, they could hardwire it into the, into the chips on the phones. They don't have to put a, a software app on our phones to get us to do it. I mean, 250 yep. million Americans carry a smartphone. 80 million of them use that app. Which way are they going to go? They're going to go with the hardware. Or so they, they could do what my they, they could do really what our F- they could do what our FBI does and just buy the data illegally instead of getting a warrant. Yeah. How about that little trick? Yeah. I mean, and, it's it's all crazy. It's in, but but somebody somewhere. I had a pastor of all people told me a, a number of years ago. Uh, he's a pastor and a friend of mine. He said. 
follow the money. He said, it's always about the money. He said, I don't care what they tell you it's about. It's about the money. And I'm so, so I'm looking for who's going to make a profit when TikTok goes down because they wouldn't be shutting it down if it wasn't about money. You know what else I'm, I, I'm, I'm worried about is the legitimacy of campaigns. Now, you worked. This is what changed your life from what I can ascertain. You were involved with a, a numerous political campaigns in Oklahoma. Is, yes, is, that what the, is that when you decided, look, there's nobody really fighting for the principles that I fought for? I won't, I won't say a name, but the guy that I, the last, one of the chaos campaigns I ran was for a national office. And literally three days before the election, he hops on a plane and goes to Columbia to visit a girl. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, we're wrapping up your Senate campaign and you're leaving the country. You know I just, I, I, it was like, I was like, okay. There is no sincerity. There is no integrity anymore. One of the other candidates that he was running against, um, in fact, I'll even say him, is uh, James Langford here in Oklahoma. He's our senator now. Uh, my ex-wife, I, we were married at the time, and she went to a campaign rally with me. And uh, she was out in the middle of the floor talking to James. And I turned around to a couple of the candidates and I said, you want to watch it? a conversation end in a hurry? And they were like, what? And I said, watch this. I walked over, walked up behind James, said, James, I'm glad my wife got to meet you. She told me she's going to vote for you. He looked at me. He looked at her and he said, this is your husband? She said, yes. He did a 180 and walked away. So he's the one that won against the candidate who went to Columbia to date the girl, right? Well, the guy who went to Columbia was like way down on the run. I knew he was going to win when I took his campaign. I just well, did it. It's interesting. I played a involved. clip of him on Friday going after Janet Yellen. And he has his moments. Um, I thought he did a very good job pointing out Janet Yellen's corruption, but I didn't know. I don't know much about him. And this about, is, is... Who are you talking about? Langford. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Langford. Is he a Republican, right? Uh, I think he's a rhino. Yeah, yeah. Well, so many and I'd call him that to his face. I, but... He, you know, he says he's a Republican, but he certainly doesn't act like one when he's not campaigning. You know what's funny? I think people forget that they just have a tie-on. Those are people. They're corrupt people, and they're in an entity where they're not really paid for principles. They're paid for no. mimicking principles and selling the idea that they have them. When they get there, I don't think Americans in general understand the kind of money that we're talking about, the kind of profiteering. Uh, oh. Policies, and I'm wondering when you were in the Navy, <laughs> did that was that just eye opening for you to see the waste, fraud, and abuse of the military industrial complex? How they misuse not just the people but the money. Was that just in awe? Were you in awe of it? It it is. It's crazy. But you know, here's one of the things that I found out because after I was in the Navy, I was I worked with a think tank for a while that was government owned, and I found out a lot of their funding comes from nine hundred dollar hammers. You ever they, see a nine hundred dollar hammer that wasn't in Paul Pelosi's house? They they buy the nine hundred dollar hammers, but they're only paying the same ten dollars of a hammer that we pay on the at, at the hardware store. They take the other eight hundred and ninety dollars and filter it off into black funds and and finance all kinds of other stuff and pay off politicians with it. Well, Todd, your book, 
Other people's secrets. Give me a little quick yeah. dissertation before I, I have to go to break. Okay. Um, other people's secrets is about uh, personal privacy. It's down on a personal level individually. And we don't I have talk any about anymore, things. do we? Uh, no, but we can at least distance ourselves from our digital me so that so that if you, you may find me digitally, but that doesn't mean you can find where I live and walk up and knock on my door. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, you can live safer in our society. One of the things I – the biggest things I like to tell people is um, your Social Security number is considered public record by absolutely every entity on this planet, including the federal government. Don't believe anybody who tells you protecting your Social Security number will protect your privacy because it won't. Well, I'll tell you what, Todd. I like I I, I like what you what you do both with your site. I like the book, so uh, I'm going to tell the people to take a look at your site. It's representingme.com, and I appreciate you having the wherewithal to do it because I think we need to break apart the duopoly. This idea that we keep turning to a party that laughs at us that we're going from Marxists to mm-hmm. Fabians. I, I'm sick of it, and it's not what you joined the the military for. It's not what any nope. of our ancestors fought and died for. So I appreciate you. Um, creating the site, number one. Number two, I'm going to set you up with American Eagle. I'm going to give you a name to talk to. i got a great guy there. So I'll get your contact information from Honey Bunny, and I appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you taking time to do it. Really, thank you. You bet. Thank you for having us on. All right, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The Answer. AM560. The Answer. Friend of mine who moved uh, to the East Coast, Miami declares an emergency, and the reason it declares an emergency is because the scourge from Chicago, the scourge from New York, come down on spring break, and they act like they do on Michigan Avenue, and they tear to join up, and that's what happens. Uh, you know, it's 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 really falling into place nicely for the d- national divorce, and one thing I have to recognize is. I believe it was a plan that's been in action for decades. For Putin and the SVR, Russia's successor to the KGB. By the way, this was the Smithsonian documentary that was put together in 2016. Cold War wasn't over. And in April 2010, even as Obama and Medvedev were speaking of a new era in East-West relations... The FBI had been passed information of a sinister Russian plot, which would shock America to its core. The FBI's focus was on a young and seemingly entirely ordinary American couple. Cynthia and Richard Murphy of Montclair, New Jersey. Cynthia Murphy was the family's breadwinner, working in finance in upstate New York. Richard Murphy was a stay-at-home dad looking after their two young daughters. But the Murphy's wholesome, all-American image was an elaborate facade. The Murphy's from New Jersey were really Vladimir and Lydia Gurdjieff, trained members of Russian's Foreign Intelligence Service. They were illegals. Deep cover agents who had assumed false identities to enter the United States. The Guriev's goal was to pass themselves off as true American patriots, to embed themselves completely in U.S. society. After years of training, 
Vladimir and Lydia Guriev were dispatched to the U.S. as Richard and Cynthia Murphy. In the mid-1990s, they befriended their New Jersey neighbors, started a family, and embarked on a life of deception. That's after the Soviet Union collapsed. Their cover was so deep, they should have been impossible to detect. In early 2000, the Russian illegals were betrayed to the CIA by an agent believed to be high up in Directorate S. Although his name was not disclosed at the time, the CIA's source was later revealed to be Colonel Alexander Poteyev. But what Poteyev revealed about the Russian illegals program sent shockwaves through the agency because the Murphys of Montclair, New Jersey, were not operating alone. Mr. Vinman, you testified in your deposition that you did not know the whistleblower. Uh, Ranking member, it's uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vinman, please. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Vinman, you testified in the deposition that you did not know. But before it was Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. Some viewers of Fox News, that, that interview that we just took a clip of, of Donald Trump, that was a Sean Hannity interview. And if you were watching that on Hannity's show, you didn't hear that part. In fact, they cut that part out. They, they left out the part where Donald Trump says that the negotiation he would have come to, because he always thinks there's a deal to be made, would be to give some of that Russian-speaking part of Ukraine back to Russia. That's the underlying principle Russia has. Russia goes into countries where there are Russian speakers and says, you're Russian speakers, so this must be Russia. That's why the Baltics uh, continue to, to, to press back on Russia. It's what happened to Poland in, in World War II. In fact, you and your family are Russian-speaking of Ukrainian descent. Huh. And what if they're sleeper cells? I don't know. That would make a lot of sense because everything he said was a lie meant to impeach the only president who throw, who th- was threatening and did throw a wrench into our foreign policy slush fund of corruption. Isn't that true? Are we the only ones that give the big money to the Ukraine? We give money to Ukraine and it's bothered me from day one. And you have plenty of people just it didn't bother Joe Biden. Didn't bother Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie Obama because that's the that's the money of why they buy those multi-million dollar estates. That's the way it looks to me. Oh, no, they sell books. Who do they sell the books to, Squirrel? The Democrat Mafia. 312-642-5600. Ta-da! Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. When it comes to uh, explaining, putting lipstick on the pig that is Joe Biden's administration... They have affirmative action, Keon Pierre, that mop on her head, who, when it comes to stupid, is the queen. She might be my favorite, because watching her explain her stupidity is fun. She is explaining her stupidity to somebody who wants to talk about the foreign policy of America, where right now thousands, thousands, tens of thousands of people are dying. We can't get answers as to why tens of our thousands of our troops are in Africa, the Horn of Africa, what's going on in Somalia the hell are we doing there and why so much money and so much equipment so his name is simon atiba 
And he is from Today's News Africa. And Kian Pierre, although holding that position because of affirmative action, because she's black, refuses to call on the black reporter. No, 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 that's not, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. From across the room, you've been discriminating against me and discriminating against some people in the briefing room. And I'm saying that this is the U.S., this is not China, this is not Russia. This is not Russia. Okay. What you are doing, you are making a monthly of the first amendment. It's been seven months. You've not called on me. See, dictators and fascists, corrupt oligarchs, they rely on decorum. They rely, oh, should I be polite? Should I just get in the train car? You want me to just get in the train car? You want me to bring my stuff? Get in the train car? Then I'm going to take a shower, right? Here Pierre, I'm not polite when it comes to lying, corrupt, fascist pigs, such as your entire administration. Welcome to the press briefing room. Okay. That African reporter is 10 times the reporters in that room, 10 times, because he doesn't understand why we're giving billions and billions to dictators who are killing their own people. He doesn't get it. The United States will commit $55 billion to Africa over the next three years. He just wants to find out why. And he wants to know why so many people are being murdered on a daily basis and what our position is on that, why our troops are there. What the hell is going on? Teresa, Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Uh, going back a little bit in your show, I just loved your interview with Katie and Todd. And um, getting back to Katie's interview, um, fear that she was talking about, it's paralyzing. And the fact that America and the world shut down for a flu, I mean, the fact that citizens allowed that, it just proves it all. All that was was government control. That's what it was. We have an excellent clip, by the way. You just gave me a segue, Teresa, on the Gold Coast. Thank you very okay. much. This clip is You're from welcome. 2021 in the ghetto of Washington, D.C., where Fauci and the mayor of Washington, D.C., who is similar to Lori Lightfoot, except I don't think she wears a man's vest. But other than that, the exact same policies. He wanted to uh, question Dr. Fauci into what exactly is happening. People in America are not settled with the information that's been given to us right now. So I'm not going to be lining up taking a shot on a vaccination for something that wasn't clear in the first place. And then you all create a shot in miraculous time. It takes years to but create vaccination. Well, it, it used to take years. Okay, it used to, it you, used know how, to take years. you know how many years were invested in this, in this approach? About 20 years of science to get us to be able to do it. 20 years is not enough. And nine months is definitely not no. enough for nobody to be taking no vaccination that yeah. you all came up with. The only yeah. reason I'm talking to you right now, well, as close as we are, is that I've been vaccinated. Right. But if it allow thousands of people like you don't get vaccinated, you're going to let this virus continue to percolate in this country and in this world. Something like the common flu then, right? And, and not like, not it's like much more serious flu. than the flu. Though. Well, the flu kills a lot of people. Yeah. Too. You know how many people died of the flu the last year? I mean, not this year, virtually none, but the previous year. Virtually none. Tell me how many pickle-faced corrupt whore. About 20 to 30,000. You know how many people have died from COVID-19 in the United States? 600,000 Americans. Well, you, well, that, well the, the number that you all are giving that died, that's, that's once again. And that means that the hospitals 
got what, 35,000 per 600,000 because they said that those patients died of the flu, even if they got stabbed in the neck by another Democrat sympathizer. You don't even fool this guy, who something tells me still didn't buy your spiel, Dr. Pickleface Corrupt Whore Fauci. That's you all's number. You got pass. Yeah, definitely. Because right. when, when you start talking about paying people to get vaccinated, when you start talking about incentivizing things to get people vaccinated, there's something else going on with that. Something yeah. else, something it, else I, going it on. It is with something that. going yeah. on. With Stick with your gut. He threw a wrench into their entire spiel. And by the way, what did that actor, that guy from The Wire, he died, right? 60 years old? Looked like the picture of the John Wick guy. Wow, what killed him? You're right, but I'm glad millions of people like me and most everybody here didn't get an incentive. You know what their incentive was? Protecting their health and protecting the city. But that, I, I, I yeah, well, that man worked his entire life for his family. So when you talk to him, whore, show some respect. You're not, not only are you not better than him, you're not good enough to kiss his ass. Luckily, he saw it. It's okay, because my, 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 my campaign is about fear. It's about inciting fear in people. You all attack people with fear. That's what this pandemic is. It's a fear. It's fear, this pandemic. That's all it is. That is my kind of guy right there. That's a guy who sees the scam, knows the scam. Now, we, the 74 million that voted against the scam, they got robbed. We just need them to focus on that for a while. Uh, Kira. Indiana. Hey, hey, I had a, this is not why I called. I did have COVID for a second time. It was just a sore throat, and I'm so thankful I didn't get vaccinated. But I want to talk about Russia real quick. I attended a Russian youth camp for 10 years of my life, going to Rockford, Illinois, for six weeks every summer. We had plenty of Russian spies there that would go back to Russia and simply report on what Russian youth were doing. We didn't find anything weird about that but i wanted to comment on that movie that you played that clip on i remember that movie the married guide a guide for guide for for the married man yes deny 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 that's where it comes from that expression deny 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 that's where it comes from yes and i remember that cheating on your spouse was seen as a crime in people's eyes in that movie but now think about it we're wanting to, uh, let's see, move to Russia. I think that might not be such a crazy thing because look at us right now. We're cheating on polls, cheating on Americans with China. Everything yeah. is cheating with Biden campaign, but no one is doing anything. No one's saying anything. Everyone's just turning around just like that Joey Bishop guy. Kira, there is one thing that you're forgetting. There is one affair that everyone in the country, dare I say, everyone in the world knew exactly why. I did not have sexual relations with that woman he meant hillary and we all understood why the only question is why were you so discreet you should have divorced their ass when you were in the white house that would have been fun i can't take it anymore it's the smell alone rich indian head park hey sean how was your weekend wonderful wonderful listen what i wanted to ask you did you see that uh speech that uh tickle me kamala gave to the uh Howard basketball team uh, after uh, their uh, their uh, game. Was she wearing when her she clothes? Them, yeah. Well, then they weren't was. paying attention. No, I didn't. See right. No. She she said uh, uh, you should be uh, very proud, and you're you are uh, inspirational, and that this team is uh, we're very proud of, and that uh, you are all winners. Right. They lost by twenty eight points. 
John. Well, that's her base, though. Never forget, the, the Democrat Party is the party of the losers. That's who they represent. The dummies, the losers, the needy, the welfare. That's the only reason they stay in power, because they do not have one policy that works. Not one. Not one that even lives up to half the, of what they promise. But they get in always. Why? Because they tell people they're entitled to somebody else's rights, somebody else's money, somebody else's freedom for just existing. And before you know it, they look away from mafias that destroyed everywhere it's rule. Just take a look at a Democrat hellhole. It's time for a divorce. 312-642-5600. So long, losers! Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Doubles. It's one of the last sporting events I ever watched. Michael Jordan, last year, I went to two games. What a much better time in America. They were peaceful, they were orderly, and meek. These were not insurrectionists, they were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the Speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. Welcome back to GMA3. That was a clip of Fox News host Tucker Carlson, as you heard, downplaying the January 6th Capitol insurrection. Now, whether you think he downplayed it or not, why isn't any of the reporters talking about the people who are in prison, people who've been charged with felonies that didn't go in? Why aren't they talking about the over 950 Americans charged with a crime? Why aren't they talking about any of that? The greatest distraction in American history, January 6th. John Piatone. John Piatone. Hi there. You know, there's a lot of us in the military that laugh at Vinman. I won't even address him as lieutenant colonel because properly addressing lieutenant colonel is colonel, just like right. that gentleman did when he said him and then he corrected him. He embarrassed the hell out of all of us in the military. He's an embarrassment. That's all I have to say. John, thank you John, for that. I appreciate you. it very, very, very much. Very, very much. You know, a friend of mine, I don't want to get him in trouble, but a friend of mine pointed all this out to me about this women. None of it makes sense. None of it. But yet, what is the outcome? We are funneling hundreds of billions of dollars, and nobody's asking why, and nobody is asking for peace. Nobody. It's insane to me. George in Naperville. Sean, at the beginning of your show, you had Biden saying he's a student of a Persian culture. Well, it's more like You want to hear it? You know, the Persian culture is amazing as a student of the Persian culture, not a practitioner, but a student. They'll believe anything, these fracking Democrats. Sean, so far, he's been everything. Thing? He's Greek, he's Italian, he's Polish, he's everything. Go ahead. Sean, he's put the country in the toilet, and this crappy coup keeps on giving. Oh, I like that. Crappy coup. That might, that might be good. 40 seconds, Craig Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call, man. You're hitting all the targets. Hey, listen. They told us when the Republicans got in, took the House, uh, oh, man, I mean, it's going to be better. They're going to be doing this. The, the justice will be there. But they, listen, 
They got everything so screwed up. But here's the thing, what you just hit on. Them January 6th people, they're still languishing in that damn jail and everything like that. They, get, they didn't get no due process. They basically got all like that. Uh, uh, they, they, they had their unalienable rights violated. They were persecuted because of their political beliefs by their government. They're still going on. You're going to fix this with a rigged election? I don't think so. You'll get another dimwit. Maybe this one won't have diapers. She might have a thong. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody... This is a repeat of the bastardization of principles in business. This time it's being cheered for by Democrats. But I remember when they were against it. I remember when this Today we are taking decisive actions to protect the U.S. economy. We regret having to take these actions. Today's actions are not what we ever wanted to do. But today's actions are what we must do to restore confidence in our financial system. Today, I'm announcing that the Treasury will purchase equity stakes in a wide variety of banks and thrifts. Not the first time. That was Hank Paulson and the Democrats went crazy. Now when their slush fund of corruption gets bailed out, they sit in the corner and they shut their mouth. Just like they do as Joe Biden and Barack Obama expand military conflicts from two to seven. They sit in the corner and they shut their mouth, just like they did when Bill Clinton bombed people, innocent people in hospitals. They sit in the corner and they shut their mouth. They're useful slaves and useful idiots. Not one of their schemes ever works. Obamacare, biggest disaster to hit America. What do these idiots want to do? Double down. The good news is they're loyal to their mafia because they hope to be in on it. I don't want to be in on it. Neither does my next guest, E.J. Anthony. He is an economic data analyst for Heritage. He has a new article, Biden Bails Out the Rich Once Again, Benefiting the Reckless. E.J., how are you, my friend? Well, Sean, I'm sitting here with this cigar watching the world unravel. That's all you can do, brother. I like to do it in a Speedo, but to each their own. In the meantime, we had a Democrat on the line, a moron, who hung up after he heard me. Because the fact of the matter is... These incompetent, corrupt whores have never been right. And all they managed to do is bankrupt us even further and further and further. And we're to a point now where the rest of the world, whether you like them or not, says, why in the world would I use your corrupt, worthless dollar as you continue to perpetrate this financial crime that is the U.S. economy? Am I, am I wrong? No, Sean, I don't, I don't think people realize how close we are to losing the petrodollar. I mean, once that happens, what do, you, what do these people think is going to happen to all those dollars that are overseas that are currently used to, to enact these transactions? They're going to be purchased. They're going to be used to purchase American goods and services. You're going to have a huge flood of money coming back to this country. Too much money chasing too few goods. That's the definition of inflation. And I mean, the, cover story, over. the cover story to set up World War III, the Democrats step and fetch moron. 
They're buying it hook, line, and sinker. They're not even curious as to where our money's going. So the way to cover up this financial scandal and to squash anybody that questions the dollar is to kill them. And isn't that kind of the description of our foreign policy anyway? We're either going to bribe you or kill you? You know what? Looking back at, you know, we, we just came up with the uh, to the 20th anniversary of Iraq, if I remember correctly. I mean, yeah. look at all of these failures that we have had. And so much of it you can you can trace back to failures in terms of money. Because after George Bush, after he, he destroyed the tenets of privacy, the idea of individuality, he used that war to cover cover up just how crazy his bills were. When the financial collapse happened, Barack Obama took the two conflicts, blew it up in the seven, and now his vice president Dimwit is is pretending to be the president, but more importantly his infrastructure of corrupt cabal mafia, those are the ones that are in, in all the positions of power. These are just the Obama retreads, aren't they? You know, and it's really scary, too, to see this playbook once again pulled, you know, dusted off the shelf and, and pulled out and used. I mean, we are going to, we are we are very likely, uh, uh, maybe not likely, but we are, we, let me put it this way, we are on the edge of World War Three at this point. And what, what convenient timing that, that is happening at the same time that the economy is tanking, that inflation is roaring, and that basically our entire financial system is on the rocks. That's a heck of a distraction from all those terrible things, isn't it? Now, I think, therefore, I am. And I think the reason that the Republicans are silent is because they know this, this system of corruption we call our financial system and these banks, they have to be bailed out because they house so many not just regular retirements, but th- these are where all of the corrupt Democrat mafias, they had all their money in these two banks. I mean, aside from other ones, but primarily a tremendous amount of municipal pensions were held in Silicon Valley Bank, were held in Signature Bank. That's why they paid Dodd $2.1 million. This is just more mafia liaisons of corruption, are they not? Oh, absolutely. You know, Silicon Valley Bank is the poster child for financial corruption in this country. There was no reason that they had to be saved other than to bail out political donors, pure and simple. There was no systemic risk to the system. And that brings me to 2008. I also believe in 2008 there was no systemic risk. There was risk to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. There were risk to to Wall Street oligarchs like Goldman Sachs and Merrill Lynch and Citibank and Bank of America. There was risk to them. But had that been left to the rules of freedom, the rules of propertyism, it was infinitesimal, the amount of people that were delinquent on their mortgages. And if those would have went bankrupt, this entire economy not only would be better off, but our national debt would be half of what it is today. That is my conclusion, but that is because I recognized how many people it really affected. It was a small fraction of homeowners, yet every homeowner took it on the Buddha gig. In the meantime, aren't we just repeating it? Oh, certainly. And, and Sean, let's take the housing crisis for a moment. Let, let's talk the actual numbers here. If you, were to, if you looked at all the money that we spent on the bailouts, which allegedly were because... You know, these bonds were going to fail because people weren't paying their mortgage. We could have taken all the money we spent on bailouts and paid off every single mortgage of every person in the United States. And you know what would have happened? All of those bondholders would have instantly gotten paid then because the debt was instantly settled. Correct. And yet, 
And yet we didn't do that. Instead, we spent more money less efficiently. Why? Because we were bailing out cronies, not because we were solving a problem. What's funny is the Democrat utopias, those little uh, incubators of Democrat mafia corruption called municipalities, are drowning in corruption and futility. Uh, Los Angeles, six out of ten homeless people are living in L.A. And this is really a result of Barack Obama and the so-called bailout. He didn't bail out a one of those people. He only bailed out the corrupt banks, who in turn cut them in for 30% of the the money. And isn't that just the system that the Democrat morons that continue to vote for Democrats, just uh, uh, they allow it to happen, they incentivize it to happen, because the Democrats are never going to lose a member of these welfare roaches, are they? No, I mean, the the record of history is, is perfectly clear. As long as you can get certain people enough benefits, they will vote for you virtually no matter what else you do or don't do. And that's exactly what we've seen in this country. You know, America is a very special place, but she is prey to the exact same things that have afflicted other countries, too. Ken, the reality is these, these institutions of corruption, they cannot afford to have guys go in there like me and you who say, OK, game's over. No more of this. No more underwriting, no more bailouts, no more of the you just you just keep bribing us and we'll keep spending all the people's money that, that doesn't exist because I hear virtually no one talk about the debt anymore. And do you think that that in the mindset of the, the citizen, that's, a, that's not important anymore. That's generations ago when people had fiscal responsibilities, when they wanted to keep what they make and not have it squandered. Aren't we all just European socialists that will storm the castle if they threaten to cut our retirement like you see in in the socialist utopia of France right now that's burning because they raised the age limit two years before you go on welfare? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they, they're complaining about the fact that they have to retire at 64 instead of 62, I think. I mean, yeah. my goodness, I, I have family members who probably won't be able to retire until they're well into their 70s. But you know, neither neither here nor there. Look, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, we, we have we have a, a problem in America where the people, the public has become so desensitized to the national debt. And actually, I blame both Democrats and Republicans on this, not not just in terms of they've both racked up tons of spending. You know, I, I blame Democrats for explicitly telling people, you know, there's no problem with the debt. But I blame a lot of Republicans, too, who have been alarmists and have said things like, once the debt to GDP ratio reaches 100 percent, you know, that's the point of no return. The economy is going to collapse. And when you make those ridiculous predictions about numbers, these thresholds that you don't really know where they are, you sound like an alarmist and you desensitize people to the problem. The other thing is the, re- the, the, the censorship of true information. Uh, I'm watching right now in Studio Xanadu. Rutin, Tutin, Putin, meeting the Chinese communist Xi Jinping. They're a laughing and they're a giggling. Putin jumps in the car, he drives around, and he's touring Crimea because he's a man. The other problem this country has is we're led by a doddering old dimwit who, when he walks, he looks like a baby in his father's shoes. He can't even walk straight. Do we have any credibility to these other countries who know this scheme? The heads of these are enemies, intellectual enemies. They know what our scheme is. And they've been forced to capitulate to it. And I have been arguing for a decade, really since George Bush, longer than a decade, 
Why should they have to use our petrodollar? Is there one good explanation as to why we are still the world currency when we as Americans don't care about our debt, don't care about the government printing up money, and don't care about faking the velocity of money? Why in the world should any country use our dollar intellectually, aside from us that will kill you if you don't? Yeah, I mean, look at look at countries like Russia. You know what Russia's doing right now? Russia is buying more gold than anybody else. They are building up such a stockpile in their country that it won't be long before they'll be able to back their currency with gold again. And then after that, everyone will want to use that for inter- international transactions. They're not going to want to use the dollar. I mean, it is genuinely scary, the, the perilous position that the Biden administration has put us in. And it's really scary when you have to look to the administration of Vladimir Putin to figure out what you should be doing with your monetary policy instead of looking here in the United States. Well, in fact, there are numerous financial institutions. There, There is uh, the Daily Beast, I believe it was, I could be wrong on the name of the paper, that actually examined Russians' economy. Their economy is 10 times better than we anticipated. In fact, they have a brighter economy than both Great Britain and Germany. And those sanctions that the dimwit and diapers put on them really didn't work at all because so many countries refused to partake in them, including Mexico, which is now making fun of us as we're dying from their drug cartels distribution of fentanyl. So the reality is we're kind of a little laughingstock of the world, are we not? Oh, my goodness. I mean, what on earth, what else do you think the Mexican government is going to think about us when we are constantly sending our American workers down to Mexico to train their replacements so that we can move factories down there? I mean, they have to be laughing all the way to the bank at at our ridiculous economic policies. So now these these Democrat mafia run ghettos, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, L.A., they get bailed out. From the federal government, we have uh, our, our, our butter-handed trust fund baby never worked a day in his life. Couldn't do a push-up if I paid him. Pritzker, who took that money from COVID and pretended it was income to Illinois and paid off some of the corruption. What does the country do? How does this happen? Because what do you predict the Federal Reserve will do aside from its mission statement of throwing us into a recession and control consumption? What does it look like ten years, fifteen years from now? What should we get used to? Oh goodness! I mean, it it all depends on on what we have the you know the political courage to do. How much we're willing to stand up to these people. The really scary thing is it it really looks like we are moving towards a central bank digital currency. Now, fortunately, we've had a lot of states that have moved to try to outlaw it, but the federal government can override that. And I mean, if we get that in place, it's game over. That the central bank digital currency. I mean, that is a, a, a level of control that Orwell could not have even dreamed of. You think they're bad now about telling you what you can and can't do with the money you earn or where you can and can't save your money. Imagine 100% bureaucrat control. That's what a central bank digital currency is. And sadly, I mean, that's really where we're heading, and it should scare the hell out of everybody. Janet Yellen, who I have affectionately named Man Hands, Man Face, and Dutch Boy, said at a conference when she was asked, why did you bail out SVB, SVB Bank? She said, well, the FDIC, people who were never elected, and myself decided to do it. Are there any rules or restraints on the Treasury? Are there any rules or restraints? Do we even have a representative republic, or should we just admit we are a quasi-collectivist society? Well, there's certainly no representative government at the U.S. Treasury. I mean, my goodness. And, and then Yellen has the audacity 
uh, to say to a senator the other day when he's when he asked them, so wait a second, you know, Biden is out here telling us that uh, all deposits are safe. Is, is that really true? And she walks it back and says, well, no, not all deposits are safe. Only those banks that we think are systemically important. And then he asked her, what makes a bank systemically important? How do you define that? How can I tell if my money is in a bank that is systemically important? And she didn't have an answer for him. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. And it's no wonder that people are pulling their money out of small and medium-sized banks, and they're all putting their money in places like J.P. Morgan or Wells Fargo or Bank of America or Citi, because they need to make sure that their money is actually going to be safe. And putting it in a big bank today seems like the only way to ensure that. Do you think that they're comfortable with perpetrating this financial crime that Janet Yellen boasts when, when Joe Biden says that we've, we're cutting the deficit, it's a lie, and we're on track at record deficits and $50 trillion in debt. Do you think they're so confident in, in outing the lie that is Joe Biden? And the reason is there's never any repercussions. I mean, 2008, I was going over all the old documents, all the old news clips, and they just blamed anonymous strangers. Nobody really went to prison except some two-bit trader who, who threatened to take uh, Goldman Sachs' trading platform. I mean, nobody went to jail in 2008. Isn't that the reason they're so confident? They just figure, ah, what are these idiots going to do? Well, I think the reason why nobody goes to jail is because if you look at, for example, the big banks, uh, the regulators, the credit rating agencies, it, it is this incestuous relationship where you just have a revolving door between the leadership of all three of those institutions. And so what that does is it creates these perverse incentives where everyone can point the finger at everyone else, whereas what the reality is that everyone knew it and everyone knew what was going on and they were all doing it to scratch each other's backs and they all knew they were going to get bailed out. And that's the problem. As long as we continue to bail these people out, as long as we continue to cover up for failure, you're going to continue to get failure. As long as people don't bear the, the ramifications of their own actions, you better believe they're going to take risks that they shouldn't. I mean, I'd like to see the guy who was the San Francisco Fed chair, who's in Hawaii right now, who sold millions and millions and millions of dollars of stock as, as Jim Cramer was telling people to buy it. I mean, if this son of a dog doesn't go to prison, it almost makes you feel like an idiot for not being a scumbag on the inside, doesn't it? Well, it, it does, but you know what? I've got to give everyone a tip here. There's actually a reverse Cramer ETF where they literally just do the opposite of whatever Jim Cramer oh, says. It it's beats be the market. Oh, I'm sure it does. When Credit Suisse has a meeting and, and does a business deal on Sunday, you think we're getting the truth of the numbers on Monday? Oh, my goodness. I, like, How would you have liked to have bought that stock on a Friday and uh, woken up Monday morning and see 80% of, of yeah. your investment wiped out? The bondholders got wiped out entirely. I mean, this is just... There's only two times in history when the bankers got together on a Sunday, 1929 and 2008. So I, I can't believe the market rallied today. Can somebody tell me why the market rallied today? I, I think it's because the market is seeing governments around the world paying institutions to buy up other institutions. In other words, to pick up these bad assets. Nice. So that just tells you government's just going to keep inflating. I mean, the Swiss government literally just paid UBS like $100 billion yeah. to pick up Credit Suisse. Son of a... Listen, in the meantime, when Heritage Foundation adopts the phrase, it's better to sit back and watch it with a cigar in your mouth. Can I at least get an honorable mention at the Heritage? Can I please, for God's sakes? You know what? I, I think we can go one step further. We can get them to advertise your cigar shop. 
Oh, thank you very much, Elmer Cigar House. And, uh, yeah, go in there. There is no, no Biden voters allowed, so I guarantee you a moron-free smoking environment. In the meantime, when I'm there, I always read E.J. Antoni, who can be found at the Heritage. And your newest article, where was that? That was at Mises? Where did I see it? Uh, Daily Caller, I believe. Daily Caller. Look at my guy is expanding, and rightfully so. If I ever win the presidency, you are going to be my... My Treasury Secretary, or I'll put you in charge of the Fed, will shut that son of a dog down. In the meantime, read his articles. E.J. and Tony, thank you so much for making yourself available. Sean, great to be with you as always. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now, I make no apologies for making the decision to live my life outside of the Democrat mafia rule. I want every one of my fellow Americans who are trapped in the sewer of corruption, whether it be New York, New Jersey, Illinois, Philadelphia, wherever these Democrat whores pretend to be representatives and destroy the quality of your life. I want them all to move. I want you all to move. Come on. It'll be great. There is a downside to living in southwest Florida. And that is season. Season is where a lot of these fascist, pasty, fat Democrats come and jam up traffic. Well, that happened today. You can always tell them. Not just because they're 320 pounds with the white legs, but they have the mask on and the whole nine yards. And they like to pretend that they're superior to people. So they walk into a thriving community because it's run on the principles of freedom and Americanism. And they try to pretend that They're doing us a favor. I don't like these rat Democrats. I don't like them. So I was able to chase one out of a cigar establishment I was in today. And it was funny, before he left, he said, so you don't think Donald Trump should be arrested? I said, for for paying a whore? How many times would you and your fellow constituents go to jail? Low life. And he walked off because he didn't have the wherewithal to defend himself. And it reminded me of in 1989, little article I read in the Business Insider which I remembered and was able to recapture. In 1989, it was discovered that Barney Frank's boyfriend, Stephen Gooby. Squirrel, you know what a Gooby is? You don't want to know, but there's a ball-peen hammer involved, and it never smells the same. Stephen Gooby, for whom Frank had once hired as a male prostitute, was running a male brothel out of the congressman's home. Barney Frank claimed he didn't know about the prostitution ring. He had no idea. In his home. But he did use the power to fix over 33 tickets for Gooby, also known as the stinky ball pain hammer that Paul Pelosi would later make famous. He knowingly wrote misleading letters to Gooby's probation officer in Virginia. You see, Gooby really liked to make the hammer stink, and he had a record to prove it. Barney Frank maintained he knew nothing about the prostitution ring that operated out of his home for what could be traced to two and a half years. And not a Democrat scoundrel said Jack. Barney Frank, who would later go on to take a, a law, stick his name to it with, a, with another guy named Chris Dodd, inside trading whore who retired worth tens of millions himself, that was written by Citibank, Bank of America, in conjunction with some of the big Wall Street firms, and pretend it was theirs. These two idiots couldn't read a bill. It was thousands of pages long, let alone pass it. But now we're supposed to stand on principle that Donald Trump, who gave a non-disclosure agreement to some whore on And the Internet is somehow culpable for prison. But no one wants to talk about exactly who we have in the White House. Somebody that we could trace 
hundreds of millions of dollars. $1.5 billion given to an investment firm that never invested with John Kerry's scumbag son on it as well. And nobody from the Chinese Communist Party, and nobody says boo, because the mafia you're up against doesn't have disdain or disgust for this kind of open corruption. They simply want a piece of it. It's the cut me in or cut it out mafia. And that's not good enough for me. And the idea that we're going to turn to our abuser for some help and think, this time we'll win. I think you're underestimating the mafia you're up against. So it's time for the good states and the good people to divorce themselves and break the political bands that bind us to these incompetent dimwits who not only will represent banks when they were lawyers, pretend to be Indians when they're clearly pilgrims like Elizabeth Warren. They are loyal to the core. Joe Biden, I don't agree on everything, but I'm really glad he's president of the United States in the middle of the. For what reason? Hey, you fake Indian, Focahontas, your family killed Indians. You were not an Indian. What are you proud of? What exactly are you proud of? I, I, I don't understand any of it. You know, the Persian culture is amazing. As a student of the Persian culture, not a practitioner, but... He can't even talk anymore, he's so old. When you were singing, even though I've never lived in Ireland, I, I just kept thinking of the places that I did live, with my grandparents in Scranton, when Scranton died. Um, no. Scranton died because Democrat mafia policies destroyed the quality, peace, and tranquility of that area, as they do everywhere. But not according to you idiots, right? Is there a political impact here? Yeah, potentially. I mean, it is so hard to reach young voters. Young voters? You reach them, you indoctrinate them in their schools. And then you, you give videos of your failures and pretend to be successes. Hi, everyone. I'm visiting an electric bus plant as part of our administration's work to tackle the climate crisis and create clean energy jobs. Now I'm going to pass the phone to someone building a clean energy future every single day. Hey, EPA Administrator Michael Regan here. I'm in Kansas, and I'm passing the phone to someone who's working to reinvigorate local economies and create good-paying union jobs. Thanks, Administrator Regan. It's Secretary Deb Holland here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I'm passing the phone to someone who's ensuring that all students in America can thrive no matter their zip code, race, gender, or background. Hey, it's Secretary Cardona here in Nebraska. And I'm passing the phone to someone who's working to expand fair, safe, and affordable housing for all Americans. It's Secretary Fudge in Delaware. I'm passing the phone to someone who is going to make sure that we lower drug costs for American families. Hi, it's Secretary Javier Becerra here in Chinatown of San Francisco, getting ready to pass the phone on to someone who's helping fix our roads and bridges to make it safer for all of us to be able to get around and do it safely. Hey, Secretary Pete here in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and I'm passing the phone to someone who is fueling America's record-breaking small business boom. I'm SBA Administrator Isabella Casillas-Guzman, and I'm in Portland, Oregon, and I am passing the phone to somebody who is leading America's clean energy revolution. Hi, it's Secretary Granholm here in Nevada, and I'm passing the phone to the one who made this progress possible. Thanks, team. Now let's go finish the job. Now, what did you notice about the common denominator? All Democrat sewers of mishap and mayhem and corruption and failure. All rigging the vote for 2024. So I didn't get too excited about 2024. What if you had Trump and DeSantis? I don't give a rip. 
The system is rigged. That's how you ended up with this whore. James and Schaumburg. Yeah, you're hitting, uh, you're hitting all the, the political notes. It's like listening to a Dave Matthews song. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. One of the things that you started with is education, and you're right. The Department of Education, when it was created, took us down this toilet. And one of the things I think they could do, like homeschooling that you advocate, and I advocate it too, it's great for people to take care of their own families. But we don't solve the nation's problem that way. We have to solve the nation's problem by first taking the money out of the corrupt cycle of the unions. Love and it. so if we have the money follow the students, wherever they are, wherever in this country, you'll start to eliminate some of this by invoking a little competition and a little wisdom, and then maybe the parents who've been asleep at the wheel will start paying attention to the indoctrination and start looking for education so they can compete with marketable skills. From your mouth to Odin's ear. However, the problem is I'm a fan of history. I study it all the time. I don't watch sports, men in tights chasing balls. I don't give a rip. I have yet to ever read of a pickpocket who cut his hands off. So how are you going to get these political whores who have made themselves worth tens and tens of millions of dollars by never doing anything except selling policies? How do you get them to take money out of politics? And I can only come That's to one answer. That's $10,000 question right there, you, brother. That really is. You have to uh, secede. And you're you talking, have about, to talking about history, like with the banking stuff you're talking about? No, today, I'm too? talking about like we in this country have given an industry, a tax-free, open and notorious bribery industry called K Street, where lobbyists openly bribe politicians to cut them benefits with all of our money. And over 50% of your fellow Americans would rather be in on that corruption than see it go away. So what do you That's do? Correct. Yeah. So what do you do? If you no, come you home, to, you if you come home and your wife is on a lazy Susan pulling a Kamala Harris, what do you do? You get a divorce. It's time for us to do the same. Thank you, James. Greg in Lake Geneva. Hey, Sean. You know, earlier you were doing an interview with E.J. Antonio, and yeah. uh, it gets Antonio, pretty depressing. Antonio, did it right? Yeah, yeah. Did I get it wrong? I told anyway, that's fine. That's, that's pretty depressing. But then you turn around and you bring up the Barney Frank uh, Lafo issue. And, yeah. And uh, I remember, though, when that took place and after he did his, you know, his denial routine, uh, basically he also told the rest of Congress that basically everybody's got to back off or I'm going to out you. Yeah, 1989, he was running a whorehouse out of his house, and he said, I don't know. Now, you kid, let me ask you something. If your kids have a lemonade stand at your house and you're at work, do you know about the lemonade stand? I'm assuming so, yeah. Somebody tells you, right? Somebody says, hey, do I buy lemonade at your place? You mean to tell me you're running male whores? Out of a tiny little townhouse in Washington, I got no idea. And the rest of the of the politicians go, okay. And you're right, because they're all in on the same corruption, and they don't want to out themselves. You know what that's called? Bipartisanship. And it's the systemic problem this country has. Bipartisan corruption, brother. Thank you very much, Greg and Lake Geneva. And it's time to break it apart. Stop party voting. Stop supporting parties. The Republicans are not on your side. There are only but a handful of individuals who are. we got to break apart this duopoly of corruption. 312-642-5600.
He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Nice, squirrel, nice. Squirrel, if you're ever uh, around Francis J. Parker School, somebody comes up to you and says, would you like a Stephen Gooby? Don't say yes. Especially if it's a Dean painted nails. Oh, God. Crazy. Robert and Bloomingdale. Boy, this stuff is getting really scary, Sean. You got... Could be worse. Uh, you could ben- be in front of Francis J. Parker and someone says, prepare for the Gooby. You don't want that. No, but Janice Yellen lying about she the might want to economy. And you got the propaganda stuff that you see or read about in the history books. Uh, walk a mile in my shoes and pass the phone. This is not my... What Other than this station, what source do you actually believe? But it sounds like the whole thing... You know, fake, it's just fake news. Do you know where I got the the news about the Finland president bowing down, crying over the Nazi that was killed in Ukraine? I got it on Rumble because you can't get it on YouTube because YouTube practices censorship. So you're going to have to be creative and you're going to have to read things that the government doesn't want you because this is a Fourth Reich. This is not an American Democrat party. You want an American Democrat party of yesteryear? It's called the Republicans. This American Democrat Party is a Saul Alinsky Marxist mafia, and it is winning. In fact, here, what do I got here? Let's go with a little. I love this, because what else is happening is that the rest of the world is laughing at this dimwit in diapers. Speaking of open lines of communication, we're seeing North Korea continue to fire off projectiles. Is it still accurate to say there's been no contact between the Biden administration and North Korea? Not for lack of trying and not for lack of interest, Caitlin. We, We... John Kirby thinks that 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 buys an excuse. You mean to tell me that the only fat guy in North Korea won't take Biden's calls? How come? Because after he met with Trump, you didn't hear mum from that fat bastard, did you? He just walked around looking like Pritzker. In the meantime, now we're at the precipice of World War III. And the Democrats scourge that support that mafia, they don't care. You idiots. Really, you're not a party. You're a cult. Jeff in Rockford. So, Sean, as we barrel our way into this electronic currency, do you foresee us having any chance in the courts of uh, being able to knock that back? I mean, if they're not in be Democrat able to go states, and, and shut my my account down. Who who are uh, you going to go? Who are you going to go before? You're going to go before well, uh, the gangster in Chicago's wife. You're going to go by Mrs. Burke. Hey, Mrs. Burke, I'm not a communist. No. Can I have my freedom? No. It so needs, once it again, needs to go to the Supreme Court. Now nah, forget the, the Supreme, Supreme Who's gonna, Court. Needs to you think Sotomayor, if she could tear away from the buffet, is going to be on your side? You got to secede. It's time for the divorce. Nancy and Joliet. Hi, Sean. It's Nancy. Hi, Nancy. The one that loves you. Oh, I love your. And wife. I was just. Hello. I yeah, I love you right back. And then you you don't talk to me. What are you, my wife? I say I love you. You go radio Hi. silent on me. You're lucky I don't marry you. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I'm sorry. I missed part of it. Oh, I love you. Um, I just wondered if anyone made a comment about, um, you know, with President Trump and, and paying hush money, what about the, the account that this, this mafia 
yeah. in Washington, the special account that they made for themselves to the pay an off bimbo eruption. Yeah. Well, did you ever take a look at these Democrat politicians? Don't they need whores? Aren't they the reason whores are up to $500 an hour, $600 an hour? Because they're ugly. And they're all in it. Ugly people know they're ugly. And they're sticking together because they have to buy whores. It's a conspiracy. Absolutely. Thank you very much. How much time I got there, Squirm? None? What do you mean none? What about Ken? What about Don? None? I got no time? Damn it. I'll be back in 21 hours to kick the teeth into these Democrat mafia members who are all driving up the prices of prostitution sickening we'll be back in 21 don't just have a great night have an american night